to stay ahead of your competition, a lot of your success rises or falls based on your current marketing plan. Get ready for the Mojo Marketing Edge Radio Show. Today, hosts Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez will open up your awareness of the many different ways to market your business and reap major results. Now, here's the team behind Mojo Video Marketing, Ira and Corey. Hello, everybody. This is Corey Michael Sanchez here, and this is the Mojo Marketing Edge. Mr. Ira Rosen over here. Hey, I hope everyone had an amazing 4th of July. Uh, we certainly did. And um, we've got a, a great guest today that um, this is a rare opportunity for all of us. And uh, we're going to divulge that in a moment. But um, we hope that things are going well for you right now in the world of being an entrepreneur. And the second half of the year is in front of us. And so how we do anything is how we do everything. And that's why this show is dedicated to your success, giving you the tips and tricks and the blueprints for proven success. Right on. So let's get cranking here. I want to dive right into this show, uh, this week's show's guest. And uh, her name is Gina Gaudio Graves. And she's better known as the JV Queen. And she earned that title by organizing some of the biggest product launches on the internet. And, you know, those programs where um, people get together and they, they're announcing this special program that's just coming online and how you can purchase it. Well, she's put together some of the biggest ones, and that's why she's known as the JV Queen. And she's really perfected systems and strategies that brought her clients six- and seven-figure paydays. And she's really all about leverage and how to get the most out of a certain situation. And that's why she's got an, a who's who list of people on the internet she's worked with, and including people such as Sean Casey, Willie Crawford, Russell Brunson, Dave, David Garfinkel, and many more. And, and we've known Gina for, for many, many years. In fact, she's been our mastermind partner for about three years now. And you know, you're going to find out today why we spend two hours a week with her. You know, and our time is very precious, and so is Gina's. And for us to really get together and mastermind, you know how important that must be if we're, we're, we're dedicating that, that time to that. And so, let me just tell you a little bit about her company. She's the dean and founder of Directions University, where she mentors students on her business systems and strategies. And today, Gina's going to be talking about her leveraging system. And I, every time Gina starts, you know, you can almost hear her wheels turning whenever you're talking about a, a subject. And, and she's starting to think of all the ways you can leverage it to get even more. And the strategies she's going to talk about will show you how to make use of joint ventures and strategic alliances. And following this leverage system will help you grow your relationship capital in your business very quickly. So, Gina, are you there? I am. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah, you got it. All right. Well, Gina, this is really a very important call for the listeners because a lot of people are not aware that the average Fortune 500 company has 150 joint venture partnerships, and it is literally the fastest way for an entrepreneur to explode their business. So what you're going to share with everybody today in terms of leveraging is so critically important to the success of a business owner. So uh, what do you think, uh, what do you, wouldn't you agree that the, uh, leveraging is all about just, well, maybe you can talk about that in a moment. Why is leveraging so important? <clears throat> well, if you think about what does leverage mean, 
lever, you know, it's that thing that helps you get more. I like to describe leverage as the thing that gets you the biggest possible results with the least amount of effort in the shortest amount of time. If you can get 1,000 something only having to do one thing, isn't that a lot easier than having to do 1,000 something to get 1,000 things? Absolutely. That's what leverage is all about. <laughs> and joint ventures and strategic alliances in a business are the easiest way to get that leverage. That's excellent. And so, you know, for, for business, I mean, we, we, Ira and I always kind of, um, whenever we hear about the amazing things that you're doing as far as, you know, you got this person to, to do this or you, you put together this kind of deal, we always kind of chuckle because, you know, I mean, the things that you put together are like genius in many ways. And uh, so, so tell us more about some, some things that involve leverage with joint venture partners and, you know, the business community because, you know, this show is for business owners. You know, uh, some, are, some use the Internet, some don't, but... You know, you always have fabulous ways that, they, that people can use leverage. So tell us a little bit more how, how leverage and joint venture partners kind of relates and, and how that can really help a business grow. You know, there was a great study done a couple of years ago by KPMG, and they were looking at offline businesses that make $5 million a year and more. 48% of every dollar they make is made through joint ventures. And yet, for small businesses, it is the least used strategy and probably one of the easiest to apply. So when you're thinking about joint ventures, especially the whole idea of leverage, it really takes thinking strategically. And that's one of the reasons I love working with you guys. You are as strategic as it gets. So as you guys know... We like to look at the outcome, the end result, that thing that you really want first. And from looking at it, then work your way backwards to figure out how can you get to that thing with the least amount of effort in the shortest amount of time. If we look at an example, give me an example of an offline business that might be listening on today's call. Yeah, so there's um, there's a couple that come to mind, but let's um, let's talk about a consultant, maybe a consultant or a coach. Oh, either one is a great example to use. So for that consultant or that coach, their customers already exist today. They're just not yet doing business with that particular consultant or coach, but they're certainly doing business with other people. They're buying something, whether it's as a consumer or as a business, is it not? Absolutely. So you want to be thinking in terms of who already is doing business with your ideal customer. Instead of having to go and reach 100 individual customers yourself, if you can go to that one person that already does business with 100 of your customers... That's major leverage. You only do one thing to get 100 potential results. So for the consultant or coach, it, it really depends upon who their customers are as to who they then want to go to. They don't necessarily want to reach out to their competition. That's not going to work so good. But if they really have a clear understanding of who their ideal customer is, get into their head, think about all the other things that they are already spending money on the tools that they're already buying, the education that they might be buying in other arenas. 
who is it that sells those tools or sells that education that you could go to to reach those customers? Does that make sense, Corey? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what I want to do, um, because this is so, so pivotal for everybody, let's go back to the, to the term joint ventures, because I want to make sure we clarify that, because I think um, a lot of times people might hear the word joint ventures, and, and there's a lot of business owners, I think, that know exactly what that means, but maybe there's some that, that, that don't. So can you break that down really quickly so that way people are crystal clear on exactly what that means? I mean, is it a referral? You know, is it just partnering up? I mean, what does that look like to you? A joint venture means the coming together of two or more people or entities to achieve a mutual objective or goal. So let's look at the separate pieces of that. Two or more uh, people or entities. That could mean two businesses. That could mean five businesses. It could mean any number of parties coming together. The key is to achieve the mutual objective. Oftentimes when people think about joint ventures, they really think about them the wrong way because there isn't a mutual objective. In the internet marketing arena, people who want to launch, say, a new coaching program, they'll go out and find JV partners who will all get together to promote that coaching program. But the objectives are different for the two parties. The person doing the promoting is doing it because they want to get paid a commission, a portion of the sale. The person who's coaching program it is, they're doing it because they want to get customers, and usually it's both to make money from selling the coaching program and to get a lead that they can then sell something else. So the objectives really aren't the same. When I'm thinking about joint ventures, I'm usually thinking about how can we turn that scenario into something that has a mutual objective. So perhaps you and I could get together and rather than just have you promote one of my programs, we could find a way to include your program as a bonus when I sell mine. So now we really have a mutual objective because we both have a stake in that package being sold. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And what I love is that you really you really have a very integrative approach, right, which is uh, you know, it, like you said before, it's getting together to achieve a mutual objective. It's very integrative. It, it takes away the feeling of competitive nature. And, you know, we've actually done that. We followed the, the formula that you have put together. And, uh, you know, it, for a program that we're, we're launching right now called Mojo Lead Mastery. And you can check more about that at mojoleadmastery.com. But in essence, we, we um, really, really listened to Gina and really took what she had to say to heart and used a more collaborative um, type of profile for that. And we're starting to build that up. And it gets very exciting what happens when you see that. And, and I know for most business owners, I mean, there's lots of ways to grow a business. I mean, you can do SEO. You can do pay-per-click. And, uh, you can do you know, blogging. You can go to trade shows. You can do some networking. And, and so, Gina, from your perspective, I mean, you think joint venture partnerships is probably one of the easiest and fast ways to, to really spike business in a very short amount of time? It really is. You know, there's so many great examples of successful joint ventures. What I love about joint ventures is you really don't need to have any money in order to use them. It's just two people getting together and working together, right? No money that needs to 
be spent in order to do that. And if you really understand that good JVs are really about creating the win-win-win scenario, and notice there are three wins. The first win is not the win for you. The first win is the win for the customer. The second win is the win for your JV partner. And the third win is the win for you. When you really understand that, usually when two people are coming together to achieve this mutual objective, doing it with all three wins in place, the biggest win is almost always for the ultimate customer. If we use lead mastery as an example here, Corey, the big win for your customers is that they not only get to get all that you guys are putting into lead mastery, but all the great stuff that the other experts are bringing into lead mastery as well. Huge additional win for the customer, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hands down. And so the the business owners listening to the show today want to be thinking from that perspective. You know, so often, especially when it comes to coaches, they they say to me, oh, but Gina, I don't want to get other coaches involved in my program. That's my job. I don't want to give them a portion of my stuff to coach or teach. <laughs> but that's the wrong way of looking at it. That's coming from a place of lack instead of a place of abundance, a place of scarcity instead of a place of prosperity. When you bring someone else in to teach one little baby piece of your coaching program, you're still the overall architect of the system being taught. And the people still really feel like they have a relationship with you and often are even more grateful for you because you brought this other expert to them in the first place. So when you really look at it that way, the win that you gain by getting all of these other people to help with the traffic and the promotion, it's such a huge win for you in the end that you really didn't end up giving up anything at all. Maybe a little bit of control, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, Gina, I think it's brilliant because we've talked to lots of people over the years regarding uh, joint venture partnerships, but I don't think anyone understands it uh, at the level that you do, and it's 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 something that once people understand this collaboration, this mindset, and rather than going it alone, because I think I think those day, I think everyone realizes in this new economy, uh, going it alone, those days are long gone, and people need to reach out and and really everyone has you know you you tap into people that have different spheres of influence where it's in alignment with what you're doing, you have an amazing affiliation because. Uh, I believe this is the decade of collaboration, and as we move forward here, we're going to see more and more of that in the entrepreneurial community. Um, so I have a question for you. What would you say are say the th- a couple of the mistakes that entrepreneurs make when they, when they attempt to go after a, a joint venture partner? What are some of the things they overlook or they don't do or they do that you see all the time? One of the biggest mistakes is expecting that your JV partner will say yes to working with you just because they're going to get paid a small commission for doing so. Wrong way to look at it. Your potential JV partners, your best JV partners, they're busy. 
they're out there already working in their own business. You are nothing more than a distraction to them. They don't need your help to make money. They're already making money in their business. So when you approach them with a joint venture opportunity, you've got to come from that place of understanding. They're busy. They're already making money. You are just a distraction. Oftentimes, the way that you get them to see it differently is by really focusing on that first win, the win for the customer. When the win for the customer is big enough, your JV partner is going to say yes to working with you just because of that, even if you didn't have any money in it for the JV partner. Really understand that and use that to your advantage. Second, you can also go out and do some research on who your JV partner is and what it is that makes them tick, what it is they're really interested in. When you do that kind of research and really craft the win for them around what they might really want, it's a lot easier to get them to say yes. Absolutely. No, that's brilliant because there's there's a... There, you know, a lot of people, they make all these assumptions that just because you want to work with them, uh, that they're going to feel the same way. And it's, you, you know, they're, they're, you need to build that relationship. So we're going to get, talk more about joint venture partnerships. We're going to have a short break. We're going to, when we come back, we're going to talk more about it and extract some more juicy details from Gina about how to do it the most and how to profit from it quickly. So we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you a single parent trying to create the balance between home life and work life? You may be running a successful business, but how are your relationships with your family and children? If you're one of the thousands of people trying to juggle it all, tune in to Straight Up with Chris, real talk on business and parenthood, Hosted by Chris FSU. Chris is the portrait of the success story. Coming to the U.S. with no language skills, founding and growing several businesses while raising his daughter from age 7 to adulthood as a single dad. Listen every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show. The Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. listening.
listening to The Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello, everybody. Corey Michael Sanchez here, Mr. Ira Rosen. We're talking about joint venture partnerships and uh, in the business world. And how do you really profit from them? And how do you make it a win-win-win, a win for the customer, a win for you, a win for the joint venture partnership, and bring in more leads, do it on a consistent basis, and, and really develop some amazing partnerships that will last you for years. And you know, I know Gina, she's, she's built her entire business up on joint venture partnerships and some other methods. Now, the interesting thing about it is you're like, all right, well, I mean, how many do I need? Do I need a ton of joint venture partnerships? And, and I think the answer, I mean, it, it's really simple. It really doesn't take a ton of joint venture partnership relationships to really make your business flourish. And I know Gina has really done a lot with just a handful of partners. Wouldn't you say, Gina? Exactly, Corey. You know, that's the biggest fallacy out there. People think it takes hundreds and hundreds of JV partners to do really, really well. Not in my world, it doesn't. In my world, in the last seven years, millions of dollars worth of revenue has come from less than 25 JV partners overall. The key is having really strong strategic alliances. To me, there's a difference between a joint venture and a strategic alliance. Joint ventures tend to be one-time things. Usually in the Internet world, it's I promote you, you promote me. Very flat. Strategic alliances are things that take place over time. So we are strategic alliance partners. I'm always out there talking about Mojo and promoting you guys. You're doing the same for me. When it happens over time and we're really working for the good of both of us, both companies, that's more of a strategic alliance. And if you work with people at that level where you're constantly looking at how can you get the most leverage for both your business and their business, you really don't need a lot of them. A handful, less than a dozen, can do well into the eight or even nine figures as long as you guys really work together. Yeah, I agree because it's, you know, this whole thing about uh, com- you know, competitiveness and, um, you know, your ego, all those things you got to park at the door because uh, when you collaborate, truly collaborate, particularly the way, you know, you just described, you know, where you have a strategic alliance, that's completely different where you really truly are out there looking and helping and searching for that other person, then it becomes, you know, balanced reciprocity where everybody wants to, everybody wants to contribute to the cause, not just for themselves, for the other person, because that sh- you come in the spirit of collaboration. And to me, that mindset is really, I think, in the entrepreneurial world has been the biggest shift that I've seen in recent years on how entrepreneurs approach their business because we have a new economy and what worked a few years ago doesn't work any longer. And so one, you know, doing that whole one-to-one uh, marketing is long gone. I mean, it's one-to-many, and the only way you can do one-to-many is what we're talking about today. Wouldn't you agree? Totally agree, Ira. 
you know, in, in my own head, there is no such thing as competition. I mean, if there really was something called competition, aren't we competitors? Sure. If that really exists, why would we even be doing the show together? Why would we be considering to spend two hours a week for more than three years as mastermind partners? If you really see it as coopetition, a combination of collaboration and what used to be competition, there really is no such thing as competition. And I take those people that others would consider my biggest competitors, and I turn them into strategic alliance partners, and we find a way to work together in a way that really makes the biggest win for the customer true. Yeah, and I and Corey and I have seen you do this hundreds of times, and sometimes we are just completely amazed on how creative you are and being out of the box on some of these things that we've seen you put together. I mean, wouldn't you agree, Corey? Yeah, it's it's fabulous. And so, Gina, what, I'm curious, what have been some of your your favorite joint venture partnership relationships or or programs that you've put together? Well, Directions University itself is one gigantic strategic alliance. If we look at DirectionsUniversity.com, we have a total of 25 faculty members. And while DU has its own courses, our courses consist of me and my partner, Jack Humphrey. We teach every single course that DU offers together. But even though we are the heads of it, We have other faculty members like you guys that come in and teach our students how to use LinkedIn to generate leads for their business. Davin Michaels comes in and teaches them how to use outsourcing for their business. Justin Sachs comes in and teaches them how to author and publish books. So we have an entire faculty that is there to teach the very specific pieces of the bigger system that Jack and I have created and teach. And in the end, we could have all these faculty members there just promoting DU, but that's not really what we're doing. We're really turning it into a true strategic alliance where all 25 faculty members are working with all 25 faculty members. Do the math. You talk about massive joint venture relationships, 25 times 25, and then all of this cross segments. We're talking about hundreds to thousands of joint ventures, all because of 25 businesses coming together in one unique way. Wow. You know, I think at some point here, Gina, we got to get you on TED Talk. <laughs> Seriously. It's a great idea, Ira. Seriously. <laughs> no, that's great. And uh, and so talk, let's talk numbers. I mean, you know, if it, what should I be looking for? What should I be expecting from, you know, I think it depends on the joint venture partner relations, but do you have any numbers as far as, you know, deals you put together where joint venture partnerships added this much, uh, this many leads and new business and new clients to a specific uh, deal or transaction that happened? I mean, you've done so many different launches with so many different people. I mean, do you have any numbers that kind of correlate as far as, you know, what people should be thinking about or looking at? Well, here's how I look at it. it anything and everything is possible, right? So when I did the launch for Sean Casey and Jeff Paul several years ago, they launched a product called Membership Millions. 
their goal was to do $2.5 million in under 30 days. We ended up doing $4.2 million worth of business in just under seven days. Wow. That's my biggest JV ever. Wow. And it came from just doing the math. We were selling a $4,000 product. They wanted to generate $2.5 million in gross revenue. So you do the math. What's $2.5 million divided by 4000 That's how many sales we need to generate in order to make that number happen. In our case, $4.2 million, we sold a little over 100 units at $4,000 in under seven days. When we know what we need in terms of sales and dollars, then it really gets a lot easier to plan this stuff. Because when you know how many sales you need, now you can ask yourself, okay, how many sales can each JV partner refer? And that becomes what you go after. Well, now I just need 10 JV partners who each sell 10 units to get my 100 sales instead of, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get 100 sales? I love it. I love it. No, that's, you know, really, I think just by an entrepreneur, whether you're a startup or you've been in business for a while or you're a seasoned veteran, whether it's a small company or a large company, these are the strategies and tactics that everybody needs to engage in nowadays because uh, without that, it's just, you know, just old school marketing. It just doesn't work. And I love your whole concept about, you know, competition. There really is no competition out there. It's just a matter of how we can work together and because it's impossible to help someone else without helping your without helping yourself, wouldn't you agree? I would. And, you know, the key to really getting maximum leverage out of joint ventures is you've got to be crystal clear on what you want as your outcome. In DU, we have our students outline in great detail everything they want or everything they see in their vision in the next one to three years. And when I say detailed, I mean really detailed. I want them to know what do they want for themselves, for their business? What do they want for even their family and friends? What do they want for their customers and prospects? And even what do they want for the world in the next one to three years? We have them think about what does their ideal day look like? What does their ideal week look like? What does their ideal month look like? And we actually make them write the story. If you could have your dream month, what does that look like? And they actually write a narrative story about it. Because when you can see it in that much clarity and then go back and reread it and read between the lines, it becomes very obvious what needs to be there and what can't be there in order to create that reality. And then it's all a lot easier. You know, I have so many students who come in that have these amazing months that they want to create for their life. But then when you look at their life and you go, you know, there's no time in that for running a coaching business. You can't have a coaching business and create that life. Now they've got choices to make. Do they really want to be attached to that life or do they really want to be attached to a coaching business? Sometimes they're mutually exclusive. That's fabulous. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, thank you for so much for, for really putting that together. 
And so let's just say somebody's got this all written down, right? They've got, they've got their perfect dream situation down, right? They've got it all mapped up. They've got a little narrative on that. Um, they know what they want to do now. So what are the, realistically the next steps for getting their first joint venture partner? So once they know what their dreams look like, then they've got to be really clear on where's the money going to come from. How much money do they want to make per month or per year? What are they going to sell to create it? And how many sales do they need in order to make that their reality? Until you can figure it out at that level, Corey, you can't really even start going out looking for JV partners. Mm. But let's assume for a minute that they've even got that and they know exactly what they're going to sell, the price point they're going to sell it at, and how many units they need. The best thing about the way that business happens today is the fact that we have social media to help us. Oh my gosh, had I had Google+, Plus, Facebook, and LinkedIn to use back when I was brokering joint ventures prior to 2007, man, my life would have been so much easier because it's so easy to ask yourself, okay, I need 100 customers to sell this product to. Now I can go to Google+, Plus, LinkedIn, and Facebook in that order and find out who already has my 100 customers and through those three sites, find a way to build a relationship with your prospective JV partners so that you can get them on the phone and have the conversation with them. It really can be that easy. Wow. That's, uh, you make it sound so simple. And really, uh, what you're also talking about is being laser beam focused and crystal clear. And I heard somebody once say that he who is the clearest always wins. And... I know how you work with your students where you get them to really drill it down so they know exactly what it looks like. And the more specific people can be on goal setting, I think is critically important because I think that's one of the biggest challenges is people are really fuzzy on what they want. Um, They're not specific. They're kind of all over the place. And when people really understand exactly what they want, what the what the roadblocks are, what the obstacles are, what the solutions are, and then what the rewards are, then things happen very, very quickly. Very true, Ira. You know, building your successful business is no different than going on a trip. You would never pack your bags, put them in the car, hop in the car, start down the street, and then think about where you're going to go. That changes what you would have even put in your suitcase. It changes which direction you pull out of the driveway. And yet people are actually attempting to build businesses without knowing that destination. It changes everything. How can you expect to bridge the gap from where you're at to where you want to be if you don't even know where you want to be in the first place? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And that's that's one of the big uh, reasons why 85% of new businesses, you know, startups, fail in in 12 months, which is an astounding statistic. And so these kinds of things that we're talking about really help level the playing field and give entrepreneurs an opportunity to really reach their goals, be successful, and be able to realize their dreams and their passion. Um, So it's... This is this to me is one of my favorite subjects is joint venture partnerships because 
it's so logical when you step back and look at everything because it is all about leverage. It's um, David Fagan talks about uh, the law of multiplication uh, where it's all about leverage and so forth. So if you take a penny and we use this example all the time and double it every day for a month, you have $5 million. So everything that we're talking about today is about multiplication and about leveraging great relationships. And at the end of the day, it always starts with great relationships. Um, and Corey and I discuss this all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and that's a key component about really great joint venture partnerships is, is maintaining that relationship on an ongoing basis. So, you know, Gina, really quickly, I mean, what, what are your suggestions for really keeping that relationship going? It's like any other relationship. You've got to build it. You've got to nurture it. You've got to hone it in. So what are your thoughts on that? You know, sometimes you can do things that have a big enough impact that it can actually take the pressure off of you for having to do the stuff to continue fostering that relationship. Really good example of this is a relatively new joint venture partner of mine. His name is Scott Manning. He calls himself the highest paid practice consultant in the world, which is, I think, true. Charges $10,000 an hour to consult with offline service-oriented practitioners, doctors, lawyers, etc., who want a different lifestyle and want to improve their bottom line at the same time. Well, until I met Scott a few months ago, I'd never met anybody that actually has an ideal customer that matches mine exactly. Scott's does. He realized that the first time we talked, too. So to really impress upon me that I was someone that should want to work with him, he sent me a gift. And let me tell you, I will be talking about this gift for years to come. He sent me a plant from a company called Eastern Leaf, And it's a very specific kind of bamboo plant. It's called a money tree. And when it arrived, it has four stalks that are kind of intertwined. And on the top is one cluster of leaves with five leaves on it. And there's a card that came with it that said, here's to all the money trees we can plant and grow together. Scott Manning. Wouldn't you agree, Ira, that that's a pretty impressive <laughs> present? <laughs> I love it. That's uh, <clears throat> Well, get that, this. Yeah. I have a black thumb. I kill every plant I ever get. But somehow, and I still cannot tell you how or why, this money tree plant, I could not kill it if I tried, Ira. I forget <laughs> to water it. It sprouts more branches and more leaves. This thing is about two and a half or three months old. It has grown almost a foot, and it must have 300 leaves on it. And when it got here, it only had five. Wow. Well, that is going to put Scott into my memory forever. Every time I look at the plant, I think, oh, wow, that's Scott Manning. And even if I don't talk to him for a couple of months, I still see my plant, and I think, oh, that's Scott Manning. So while, yes, you do need to build relationships, they don't just happen, you really can even use leverage to get the biggest impact to make yourself the most memorable. I have 33 little baby notebooks. They're purple in color. The covers are all purple. I call them my 33 little purple books of favors. Every single page of all 33 volumes 
is it contains examples of favors I've done for people. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, so what, you're, That's what you really have is, um, and we've talked about this a few shows ago, about you know, social capital or social currency. And so, Gina, your, your, uh, your bank account is overflowing is over, uh, right now. I, that I there you go. <laughs> and real quick. I rarely call in those favors, Ira. I know that. And just, just so you understand the listeners, we're not talking about huge favors here. Sometimes I wrote articles for people, didn't use an affiliate link, made sure they knew I did it, but wrote articles talking about them. Did a 10-minute interview, popped it up on YouTube, just focusing on them, put links back to their websites. A favor can be that small. It doesn't have to be ginormous. And really quick. Boy, what an impact it can make. And Gina, we're going to talk more about this. We've got to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk more about these favors and, and how are, what are some other interesting ways to build joint venture partnerships. So we'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Listen for MD Radio on the Voice America Variety Channel. That's Muscular Development Radio. Every Monday, your host, Sean Ray, will take you inside the world of bodybuilding and health and fitness. The show will feature Hall of Fame bodybuilders, trainers, judges, and the future champions of tomorrow. Plus, you'll be invited to participate in our call-in Ask the Pros feature. And our nutritional spotlight will feature products that can help you achieve your fitness goals. MD Radio is broadcast live Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to the Mojo Marketing Edge. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to connect at mojovideomarketing.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, welcome back, everyone. So we were just, we're going to pick it up again. Gina was talking about the things that she does. She has 33 books of different favors that she's done for people. Um, Gina, let's continue talking about that. I never knew that you had that. And um, 
I yeah, I'm just fascinated. So you're you're kind of pulling back the curtain here today and disclosing things that Corey and I never even knew about you. <laughs> you guys have a couple of pages in those little purple books of favors. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's like the good karma record keeping <laughs> <Yeah>. over here. <laughs> there you go. And every so often I do page through them, but you know when you're doing so many favors for people with absolutely no outcomes expected from it, right? You're doing it just to build the relationship. It is like it's a good karma thing, Corey. It can't help but come back to you. And even if you need to go to someone and say, you know, I know you know some people who do this. Who could I call to help me with these things? You're going to have a positive call every single time you do that just because they remember the favors you've done. Absolutely. No, I think it's, you know, I've, Gina, you, and I've always said this, you're, you're, you're probably the most unselfish person that Corey and I know because people don't think like this, people don't do things like this, and it's just you're just a shining example of entrepreneurs and how to think, how to run their business, and that's why you've had massive success over the years. But people need to look at their business completely different and rather than this whole competitive thing and, you know, mine's better than yours and this ego-driven marketing, it, you know, coming from a whole different approach has been proven to be the most powerful way to, to grow a company almost overnight. Wouldn't you agree, Corey? Yeah, and, you know, it's really on the – it's all about giving. I mean, it's – that's the kind of the biggest premise, I mean – uh, you know, you want to give first and then receive later. And, and uh, Gina does an excellent job with that. And, you know, we've done some interesting things when it comes to attracting joint venture partnerships and, you know, s- creating little, uh, like if we find somebody we want to connect with, we create a little video for them and, and just a personal video and reach out with that and send it to them. And sometimes we'll text message them that. And that's that's a fabulous way to do it. And we've got a platform called the Mojo Matrix, video email, video text message platform. We use that all the time, especially when it comes to joint venture partnership relationships, because, you know, we'll, we'll find somebody we want to connect with, you know, we'll, we'll either, sometimes we'll have their phone number from maybe meeting them, and then we're going to follow up with them, or, you know, maybe we find it somewhere, or, you know, connect through somebody else. And, but in the end, we send them a video text message and it, it has a, a huge effect because, you know, somebody to take the time to actually send somebody and create somebody a video, you know, that's, that's very personal to some people. And so we've, we've used little things like that in order to you really attract the joint venture partnership relationships. And, you know, I know that, that Gina was, was talking about Eastern Leaf where you can find these, these plants and, and uh, money trees and send them out to people and have, you know, a huge, huge, huge effect upon that person's psyche about, you know, wanting to do something with them. You know, Gina, do you have any other, other ways that you've done that before, you know, to use to attract the right kind of joint venture partnerships once you know that th- that's the one person you want to work with? Well, the other thing I often do is I will go and actually subscribe to their newsletter, get on their list somehow. I will also follow them in all the social media stuff, Google+, Facebook, LinkedIn, you name it. And if you just pay attention, sometimes very, very short amount of time, a week or two, to the things that they're talking about, because of how we use social, people oftentimes are out there saying, boy, I love that, whatever. I had a guy one time who loved Porsche cars. 
And he was constantly talking about loving this car and wanting this car, and he wanted a white Porsche, and he wanted it to be a convertible. And I happened to be in a store one day and saw a little convertible Porsche, and it happened to be a model that was white. It was like 20 bucks. So I bought it and sent it to him. Just by paying attention, I knew that for him it wasn't just going to be a toy car. And it was something that he then kept on his desk forever. One of my good friends, Larry Benet, is a genius when it comes to this thing. One of Larry's very favorite strategies is he finds ways to take pictures of, like, a couple. So his ideal JV partner and his wife might have been at a party recently. He'll take pictures of them. He'll Photoshop himself into the picture, but not as if he's, like, honing in in their relationship, just, like, put him on put himself on their t-shirt kind of thing and then he'll put it into a gorgeous frame and send it to them so that they can keep it on their desk put it on their wall etc and he really creates things that are personal that they would love but also has a way to put himself into it that's another really good thing you can do it's really finding out what your JV partner wants what makes them tick And you said something there, Corey, I want to make sure we we briefly touch upon. And that is, it's a spirit of giving. And, you know, there's this fine balance, and I say this all the time. What I'm really doing in my business and what I'm teaching my clients and students to do is to have a balance between serving and strategically monetizing. Just going out and giving and serving, you're going to be like a social worker. You're not going to make very much money at all. But when you combine the two and you're serving to the best of your ability, but behind that you have strategically monetized your business, then the two really do work together. It's really that concept of social entrepreneurship. When you've got the two combined like that, the more you serve, the more you give, the more money you make. And at the same time, the more money you make, the more serving and giving you can do. And they really do fuel one another. But there's a fine balance between the two. Well, that's interesting that you mentioned that. And I want to ask you, you know, on that topic is, you know, strategically monetizing, you know, what are, I know you've got something that you like to call a vortex model, which is a method to to really monetize, uh, you know, a program and why don't you tell us more about what that is and how that looks? Because it's, I think that's an insanely unique way to do it and highly profitable. It's what I call a traffic vortex or the vortex model of doing business. And it came out of all the years I was out there organizing joint ventures. I started really realizing very quickly as a JV broker that I could take people with world-class products and services and connect them to people with huge lists and huge sources of traffic, and sometimes it made money, and sometimes it didn't. And back then, I was very sick. I was in a hospital bed and wheelchair for almost 10 years, and I needed about $40,000 a month to pay for my medication. Without it, I would die in under 90 days. So I couldn't leave it up to chance. If it didn't make money, I couldn't pay for my medication. Didn't pay for my medication, I'd be dead very quickly. So I had to make sure that it was definitely going to work. 
And I started studying businesses that were already successful. And as I did that, I started realizing that there were some patterns. If I really sat down and looked at how they drove their traffic, how they attracted their customers, how they made their money, this vortex appeared. And the vortex model of doing business is based on really the the whole idea of a vortex. If we think about what is a vortex, it's a whirlpool, it's a tornado. It's that thing that is spinning that when someone comes within inches of it is going to make it very likely that that person gets sucked into the center of the tornado or the whirlpool. Well, that's exactly what successful businesses have going on already. If we think about companies like Microsoft and Apple and Nike, you don't get into their world without getting sucked all the way in in a way that allows you to then do business with them over and over and over again. And even so much so that word of mouth then starts kicking in. And once you are an avid Apple fan or an avid Nike fan, you're likely to tell everybody you know about Apple or Nike, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's what the Vortex model is based on. And I've literally been able to create a way of doing that in any business. Doesn't matter what kind of business. Doesn't matter whether they sell information, membership sites, physical products, services, consulting, coaching, you name it. Any business can be designed in a way that allows them to have a true vortex that has this sucking power. And what makes the vortex in the business spin is money. The more money it makes, the harder the sucking power is when done properly. That's amazing because, you know, the information we're giving you right now, um, you know, to our audience, you, if, you, if you went to Harvard and checked into their business program, uh, their MBA program, these are the kinds of things you would never hear them talk about. Uh, you would not be able to go to Princeton, Yale, uh, Thunderbird, any of these high-level universities or colleges anywhere in the world because this is in-the-trenches stuff that you're not going to be able to get anywhere else. This is all proprietary information that uh, Gina is unselfishly sharing with everybody. So what I would strongly recommend is, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're serious about your business, is go back and listen to this again and archive this because and pass this on to the people that you care about because these are seven-figure strategies that are proven that work. It's just a matter of, you know, implementation. Yeah, and we are just about wrapped up. Thank you so much, Gina, for being on the program, talking about joint venture partnerships, how to grow your business using them. And where can the listeners go and find more information about you and what you're working on right now? They can go to directionsuniversity.com, and when they get there, watch for the Motivation to Profit members. We do a call every week on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, Corey. I would invite any of your listeners to join us for it because we actually walk them through building their vortex for their business and really setting up the system that's going to suck all those customers in. I love it. That's fabulous. Wow. So there you have it from the JV queen of the internet, Ms. Gina Gaudio-Graves. 
We are wrapped up. This is the Mojo Marketing Edge. We'll see you next week where we're going to talk about even more fabulous things. In fact, next week we're going to talk about how do you build a solid reputation online. And this is going to be a fabulous topic, so we will see you then. Everybody have a fabulous week. Bye now. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in to The Mojo Marketing Edge with Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.